Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Let's do this. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 today. As we continue this journey through the New Testament, journey through the uh, book of letter to, to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. And Paul's kind of continuing his argument or continuing his discussion about, um, you know, that kind of culturally specific issue of meat sacrifice to idols, which is not exactly something we deal with every day. But we deal with other things, and it's really a, a discussion about uh, the balance between um, Christian rights and Christian uh, responsibility as a follower of Jesus. What, are, what What's the proper balance between my rights and responsibilities uh, as it relates to other people, those inside the family of God and to those outside the family of God? There's both, right? So, yeah, so Paul's continuing that conversation in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So, good morning, Beth. Welcome, everybody. Glad you guys are part of this today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's read God's word and see what he has to say to us. It's always awesome. We never know. We never know where, what, how the Lord's going to speak to us. We just come to the, to, the, to the word open. Never know. We could, we could laugh. We could be challenged. could be encouraged. could be convicted. It's all good. Welcome, everybody. All right, let's do it. First Corinthians chapter 10, For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under a cloud, or under the cloud, the Shekinah glory, talking about ancient Israel, and that they all passed through the sea. So they all experienced this amazing blessing. They, 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 the Shekinah glory of God led all of the children of Israel out of Egypt through the Red Sea. Blessing upon blessing. They were all baptized into Moses. Now, Paul's kind of using the crossing of the Red Sea as sort of an analogy for baptism. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. So they drank, they ate manna, right? That was provided for them while they were in the wilderness. Uh, they drank water from the rock that accompanied them. And he says, uh, and they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Wow. Paul says, Jesus was there. Jesus was there with them. He provided. He was the one who provided. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Whoa. Hold on. Just a minute. <laughs> What's the point? Well, what he's, the point he's making is, um, Israel experienced some incredible blessings, uh, great spiritual blessings. And this is really important. And his point is, just because you're experiencing great spiritual blessings doesn't necessarily mean you're right with God. <laughs> Woo! Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's like, all of Israel experienced the Shekinah glory cloud of God. They all were baptized into Moses. Guess what? 
God wasn't happy with most of them. So if they were basing their approval, uh, their their approval by God based on the fact that they were they well they experienced some awesome things, they're basing it on the wrong thing. Uh, most of them, you know, basically Joshua and Caleb actually went to the Promised Land. The rest of them had to die in the wilderness. That's that's pretty much most. <laughs> that's a lot of most. That's a great warning for us, though, right? Oh, well, I was baptized. Oh, I took I took communion. Oh, I, I, I got a goosebump in church yesterday. That's all great. That is no indication of your your spiritual uh, connection with God, per se. It, it, or to say it just frankly, that's no indication of whether you're saved or not. Well, I mean, I loved that, you know, God really, really spoke to me yesterday and I felt good after I left church and, you know, I took communion and it has no, it has no bearing on whether you're saved or not. That's about a, a choice to follow Jesus, about receiving Christ into our lives. That's what makes us a new creation. Anyway, I digress. Let's just keep reading what the word says. Good morning, everybody. So glad you guys are part of this. We love this. This fires us up, man. Reading the word of God, getting challenged, getting stirred, getting challenged, convicted. And then we go and change the world. That's why we do it. Draw closer to God. All right, verse five. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. We read that. Verse six. Now, these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters. Remember the whole, you know golden calf deal in the wilderness. These are the same people. These are the same people that experienced the blessing of God, right? They experienced the Shekinah glory. They were baptized into Moses, so to speak. They went through the Red Sea, experienced that great miracle. But they also were idolaters. And that was a problem. So Paul says, or uh, yeah, Paul saying, you know, we can experience all these great things. That's, and, and remember, in the context of Corinth, that was their big claim to fame. They were super spiritual. They were having all these ecstatic experiences, all these super spiritual moments. And Paul's like, his point is that is no indication of your spiritual condition before God. You can experience a lot of things and still not be right. You still be an idolater. <laughs> now, these things occurred as examples for, uh, for to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be an idolater. As some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up and, and indulged in revelry. So they received these blessings. They ate and drank. And then they they got up and did some sins. A lot of sins. We should not. <clears throat> no, uh, no surprise here. Um, he's going to correct them about he's going to address sexual immorality again. Remember, Corinth was bad about that, man. Corinth was bad about that. They had a lot of they had a lot of sexual immorality going on. Now these things occurred as examples to us. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down and ate and drank, got up and, and did indulge in revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. And in one day, twenty three thousand of them died. That didn't go well. We should not test Christ, as some of them did. They were killed by snakes. 
and do not grumble as some of them did. And they were killed by the destroying angel. So he's saying, look, they're, you know, their their hearts weren't right. They were idolaters. And he's saying that the part of these things that happened were God's judgment. They were experiencing these spiritual experiences. Oh, wow, look how awesome we are. We got these great experiences that we've had. Yeah, they also got killed by snakes. <laughs> so the rule, <laughs> the rule of thumb is if you're an idolater, you're gonna be eaten by a snake. <laughs> So don't be a so don't be an idolater. <laughs> unless you want to get unless you want to get eaten by a snake. And I don't. I don't even like to look at a snake. So no. Verse 11. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us. Why is it we recorded in the word of God? To remind us as warnings on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you're standing firm, so if you think you got it all together, you think you're all that, be careful that you don't fall. Mm, that's a good reminder, guys. When the thing, by the time you think you got it all figured out, by the time you think you got all secure, you ain't got to worry about nothing. You got it all, you know, you're, you're solid. Can't mess, devil can't mess with me. Temptation can't mess with me. Sinful patterns and behaviors can't trap me up anymore. Watch out. Watch out. It says, you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Verse 13, great verse, guys. This one we this one we under underline a lot. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10. First 10, chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Couple quick commentary on this verse. First on how it's often misused. It's often misused for hardship. God won't give you more than you can bear. That's not what that verse is about. That verse is not about hardships. It's not about having to go through cancer treatments or having someone in your in your family pass away or going through a series of difficult times. God won't give you more than you can bear. That's not what that's about. I do believe God will carry you through. God's faithful. I believe that. But that verse is not about hardships. It's about temptation. It's about temptation. It's about being in the throes of a, of a temptation and, and understanding that God's not going to put us in any situation. We're not ever going to enter into any temptation, uh, tempting situation that there isn't a way out. There's always a way out. You, so you can never say I had to sin. I had no choice. I had to sin. No, 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 no. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out. So that you can endure it. That's great. That's a great promise, man. You're dealing with a temptation, struggle, even an addiction you're trying to get over. It's a good promise to cling to. God's always going to provide a way out. And sometimes you got to make that detour way, 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 way before the temptation hits. Right? But he will provide a way out. He's faithful. Verse 14. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. 
I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which you give thanks and participation in the blood of Christ communion? Is not this table a table of thanksgiving? Yes. And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Yes. Jesus said it was. This is my body broken for you. That's what he said. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the same loaf. We're, t- we're one. We're a community. We're the family of God. We're the body of Christ. We're one. Metaphorically, the bread, one loaf. We are one body, the body of Christ. Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in the altar? Do I mean then that the sacrifice to an that the food sacrificed to an idol is anything? Or that an idol is anything? So he's okay. So now you think about the people. Um, he's talking about the people of Israel. Then he's talking about the people is contemporary culture. People who are sacrificing to an idol. Um, he's saying he's not backing out, backing out of what he said earlier, that um, that idols are nothing. He says this earlier. He's like, look, we all know idols don't exist. Other gods don't exist. So if as long as you're secure in that in your mind, that's fine. Um, but that doesn't mean that you go around worshiping them or participating in their sacred services. It'd be like, you know, like, I know this isn't real, but I'm just, I'm just going through the motions. No, don't participate in it. But he's not backing out. He's not backing out saying now, now, wait, now you're saying it is real. Is it real or isn't it? It isn't real, but you still should, but, but you shouldn't participate in it. Verse 20. No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons. So he's saying, you get what he's saying. He's saying these pagan sacrifices, these pagan rituals, yes, there are no deities. There's no God. There's only there's no God but one. But that isn't to say there isn't demonic activity going on at these pagan rituals. He's saying there is. There's 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 sinister, uh, demonic um, activity going on at these worship services, even though there is no actual God that they're worshiping. Um, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You can't be, look, you can't be going to the Lord's table and then go and have, you know, go to the temple prostitute and take from the cup of the of Aphrodite or Hermes. You can't do it. Are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? There's a there's a um, <laughs> there's a little play on words there. There's a little play on words right there. Remember, Aphrodite, fertility, a lot of you know sexual promiscuity, and they go and have you know intercourse with these temple prostitutes as a way of worshiping the deity. And then he says, "What are you trying you trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy?" <laughs> What, what are you trying to get a response? Who are you trying to get a response from? Because what you're doing, you're about to get a response from God. <laughs> you may not get a, you may not get a, you're probably not going to get a response from Aphrodite that doesn't exist. But if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to arouse the anger of God, the jealousy of God. I don't want to sue that. I don't be eating by no snake. Verse 23. I have the right to do anything. This is their stuff, right? They are saying, I have the right to do anything. That's true. You can, man. You got the right to do everything you want. You, God made you a free will agent. You can do whatever you want to do. That's true. 
And you say that, and that's true. But not everything is beneficial. Because you can don't mean you should. I have the right to do anything. True enough. But not everything is constructive. Just because you can do it doesn't mean it's good. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. So you got to think about other people. All right. Um, eat anything sold in the... And then I'm going to go back to a specific example of meat sacrificed to idols. There's some practical guidance. Eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So remember like we talked last time. In that culture, um, animal offered to the pagan deity. A third of it went to was burned up in the offering. A third went to the priest. And a third the worshiper could take home. A lot of times that meat that was sacrificed to idols would end up in the market. They would, The priest and others would sell it back to the market to sell. They don't eat all that meat. And so the question was, as a believer, as a faithful believer in God, can I purchase that meat that has been once sacrificed to an idol? Uh, second, just as important, can I consume it? Should I eat it? Paul's saying, look, the meat, there is no God's. But there's only one God. There is no false. There's no idols. They don't exist. So if your conscience is clear, if you're solid on that, you get that, you understand that, which is true, then eat the meat, man. Enjoy that ribeye. Enjoy it. Eat it up. You're going to get it a little, for a little cheaper. $5.99. Eat it. So if you don't have a con, if it's, if you, if you don't, if it doesn't, if, if there's no objection to your conscience, Consume it. Eat anything sold in the meat market. The earth is the Lord and everything in it. If, verse 27, if an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is put before you. So don't be a jerk. <laughs> unbeliever invites you. You're hanging out. He gives you some meat. Meat was sacrificed. Well, don't even worry about it. Don't even ask. Don't even ask. Because a good chance it was they bought it at the Aphrodite meat market. Don't even ask. Just eat it. But if someone says to you that it is that it has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it. So presumably, now another scenario, say you're with a buddy, you go out to eat, he he or she says, Hey, this this food, right, this this meat was sacrificed to an idol. And you can tell by their question, it bothers them. It may not bother you. You'd be like, oh, so what? That's a good steak right there. I'm gonna eat it. No, no, no. They raise the question, it must be, it must bother them. So then he says what? In that case, for the sake of someone else, don't eat it. Someone says, hey, this has been offered to an idol. Then don't then do not eat it, both for the sake of the one who told you and for the sake of conscience. So for them and for you, just be a good person. Be a good person. Be a good brother or sister. If I take part in the in the meal with thankfulness, why am I denounced? Because of something I thanked God for. Verse 31. So whatever. Here's the summation guys. This is it. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do. Do it all for the glory of God. Whether you eat meat or don't partake or don't partake. Whatever you do. Do it all for the glory of God. And do not cause anyone to stumble. The attitude of like, I don't care if it bothers them. I, I'm free to do it. I don't care what they think. That's not a good attitude. 
It's not a good attitude. It's not the spirit of Christ. It's not the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ did care. Not for self-perception, not to be a people pleaser, but he he did not, he cared about um, reaching people and loving people. So we should too. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God. Because them church of God people, they, they prone to stumble. <laughs> we need to get us, we had to get a special mention right there. <laughs> Do not cause anyone to stumble. Jews, Greeks, and them church of God people, they crazy. <laughs> we got we get a special mention because that's a whole different category of crazy right there. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> he didn't mention the Baptists, but the Church of God, oh, Lord, even if the Church of God don't make, don't make them Church of God people, they'll, they'll go crazy on you. <laughs> uh, of course, he's talking about the body of Christ, <laughs> the whole, the, the big, big C church of God, right? The whole church, not just one little denomination old thing. Non-denominational denomination, you know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, whether Jews, Greeks, or the Church of God. That's how you're supposed to say it, by the way. It's not Church of God. It's Church of God. Church of God. It's almost one word. Church of God. Where you? Where you? I don't go to Church of God. Church of God. Uh, where are we? Oh, even as we try to please everyone in their way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. That's it right there. So that they may be saved. I'm not going to let my desire for a ribeye stumble somebody's up, stumble, stumble, some, cause someone to stumble over and miss salvation. I ain't going to do it. I'm going to make a big deal about something that's not a big deal if it causes his brother to stumble. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, offend their conscience unnecessarily. I'm not going to do it. Because I want them to be saved. Man, that's awesome. All right, you guys. You know what we do now? We got to pray. Let's pray. Let's apply this word to our heart and let's go out today. Let's make a difference. Let's live not only for ourselves but for others and make it easy for people to believe that God is good. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for a new week. As we begin this new week on this Monday, August day, we thank you for opportunities. We thank you for new experiences. Um, we thank you for life and hope and joy. Thank you for community and friends that we can do life with. Thank you for this morning uh, daily prayer time where we can seek you together and uh, seek to grow closer to you uh, in one spirit and one heart. Lord, help us today to not only live for ourselves, but live for the testimony of the gospel, to consider the thoughts and the feelings and the perspectives of others. And, um, and Lord, let's not, let us not cause anyone to stumble, uh, not to stumble over anything other than the cross of Jesus. And so, Lord, help us to be uh, selfless, help us to be kind. Um, Lord, we are reminded, Lord, that just because we have spiritual experiences, just because we've had moving moments. Um, we don't rely on that for our salvation. We rely on what you did for us on the cross. We believe that it was sufficient. We believe that it was uh, our sin paid in full. 
And that is what we put our faith and confidence in ultimately for salvation. So Lord, help us to live today as saved people, as grateful people, as kind and loving people, and help us to do it all in your great name. Bless my friends today, whatever special needs and concerns they are facing today or this week that are heavy on their hearts, I pray you just give them peace and power and encouragement today. Lord, for all the kids and teachers and others that are back in school, Lord, may you just help them to have a good and a safe day today and get them home safely. We love you. We give you thanks for all your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, y'all. Thanks for praying today. Thanks for reading the word. Moving right along through 1 Corinthians, tomorrow, chapter 11. End of the week, we get to chapter 13. That's the big, that's the big love chapter. And uh that'll be that'll be always that'll definitely be a good one. So we hope you, you hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we continue reading through God's word. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.